Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes in the Pokemon anime, just wherever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we're on E for Explicit Podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello. Hey, Austin, how you doing? I'm well. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing uh, a little warm. It's a little warm in here, but... uh, It is a little warm in here. Yeah, it is. Alex, how are you doing? She's our other co-host. Are you warm over there in your <laughs> mushroom cloud? Actually, I don't know. I was just distracted by the fact that I think this is the most clinical opening we've ever had. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm tired of like trying to put effort into this. I'm just to be like normal, like a normal fucking person. That doesn't work. You you can't be. That doesn't. No, no. Embrace who you really are. Your weird, unhinged self. I thought you were putting effort to be normal. So I'm gonna curious to see what this is gonna be like. You're like SpongeBob during that one episode where he's like round. And I'm flat normal. And smooth. Yeah. That was post movie, so I didn't watch that episode. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Hmm. Favorite episode of SpongeBob definitely is the Bubble Bowl episode. You cannot oh, yeah, deny of course. that that is like pinnacle SpongeBob. Okay. If you. Okay. Not including that episode, what is the best episode? I'd have to look at a list. Mine's Imagination. I'm leaning toward the chocolate episode. Oh, yeah, that was a classic. I like the one when um, they adopt the clam. Aww. Oh. And there's, uh, like, the relationship and <laughs> SpongeBob's, like, the mom or something. And Patrick's like, I'm going to work. And it's he just watches TV all day. Yeah, and then he comes home shit-faced with, like, donuts. Like, He's like, and it's, pockets. like, cocaine around his mouth. Like, I was like, yes. this is this show. <laughs> with a lampshade on his head. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you, like, who was he partying with? It was just him. <laughs> oh man oh man spongebob now uh, besides spongebob though what do we do this week austin what's up with you you still uh hunting i'm i'm a hunting for a house he's on the prowl i got my spear in hand i'm riding on my woolly mammoth and i'm gonna find one of these <laughs> is it like the show house hunters where like they just show you three houses and your budget's 1.2 million and you just pick one of the ones that you like and it's good to go I wish my budget was 1.2 million. Austin is a part-time basket weaver with a budget of 500 million dollars. <laughs> That's a good. That is very accurate. Lordy almighty. Well, it's going to be a condo. It's basically going to be not much li- more living space than I currently have. Just being realistic. It's a step up. It's a bad market for one thing. Let's yeah. see. I am being like a normal person today. It's a bad market for real estate mm. and interest rates. <laughs> interest rates. <laughs> We've narrowed it down to two, actually. I put in two offers, and I'm waiting to hear back on one of them. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. I feel like we're actually, like, it's, like, real now, mm-hmm. you know? It's like there's money on the table and everything. It's going to be real when you two are helping me move into the a condo. That's when it's going to be real. Of course. I can be there for moral support, and Jacob can be there for muscular support. One time, Jacob and I moved Leslie from one place to another, I believe, to your current house, and I just about died. I was fine. <laughs> And poor Jacob was like, Austin, you, you can stop now. <laughs> was, yeah. Austin was, he was, he put in the work. I mean, it was like two things he moved, but I mean, I was like, thank you, Austin. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, Austin did a lot. And I was like, you could just take a breath. You can go get some water. <sighs> you know, there's no shame in hiring a, some movers. Like, you know, it's not worth the pain and suffering. I've had some bad experiences with movers. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, 
help someone move yesterday, but uh, not to overtake oh. the week, Austin. Oh. Yeah. So like a condo thing? Is that like, what's the difference between a, it's like a townhome? What's the difference? It's basically an apartment that you own. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's cool, though. That's owning, though. Like, mm-hmm. you can't put a price on owning. I mean, you can, but you know. Oh, you can. Metamorphically speaking, you can't put a price on owning. I'm proud of you, Austin. It's going to be a really good experience. I'm sure of it. Well, fingers crossed that they both come back like you won. So wait, what happens if you have two offers at the same time and they both accept? Then what do you do? Then I got to pick one. Oh, okay. yeah. It's not like you're binded to that. It's like now Austin's going to own two now condos. Now you have two condos. <laughs> I'm going to have no money at all. Literally. <laughs> No, what you do is you continuously I have to rent the other buy one out. property. Yeah, you have to rent the other one out. Continuously buy property and then just make the rent higher than your mortgage payment. Hey, Alex, do you want to rent a place? I got a spare property. Are you going to be like a fair and, you know, equitable landlord or are you going to be like a... Well, I've never had a fair and equitable landlord, so I don't know what that's like. Oh, so the cycle of violence continues. Okay. Yep. Uh, good for you, Austin. That's awesome. Anything else going on with you? No. All right. Yeah. 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 I figured that would be the majority of your week. That's Austin's life right now. Yeah. It's a it's a process, and uh, you're handling it very well. Uh, Alex, what about you? Yes. What you got going on? What's happening? What's popping? What is popping? Um, aside from my joints. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ayo, I saw a play last night. I went to see a Shakespearean play. Oh, oh, can I guess which one it was? You're not gonna guess, but please I am. do. It's um. Uh, Caesar. What? No. <laughs> no. He did that one. That is one. Uh, Macbeth. No. Anna Karenin. Oh my God. That's not Shakespeare. I'm just naming stuff. <laughs> that one pops up. Pride and Prejudice. No, I'm just kidding. Spam a lot. Yeah. Mama Mia. Did you see that one? Hairspray. <laughs> That's it. Cats. Waitress. Um. No. Actually. Shrek the musical. Told... Actually, yes. How did you know? It was a Shakespearean play I had never heard of before because, you know, we're all familiar with Hamlet. We're all familiar with Othello, Macbeth, you know, the big, big ones, Romeo sure, and Juliet. Yeah. Being in high school anyway, public high school, when they make you do projects on them. This one, though, was called Troilus and Cressida. And it what? was like a Greek, you know, Roman, whatever type of situation. You know, like Troy, like Helen of Troy, Paris, Hector. Brad Pitt. Agamemnon. Yeah, Brad Pitt was there. You know, that kind of thing. Um, what's his name? Star-crossed lovers the type bad, of thing. The, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean. Not Johnny Depp, but the Orlando Bloom. Oh, yeah. He's in Troy. Ultimately, it was a good night out. Like, it was a good experience. Like, it was like a tavern, too, right? So it's like you get food, plus you watch a show. But I admit that I think I'm a little bit dumb for Shakespeare. Because half the time, I'm like, what? what what are they saying like what i can kind of sort of piece it together based on like the actors emotions and you know kind of the reactions that they were making in the audience i'm like okay this is supposed to be like a funny thing (laughs) i needed like a shakespeare you know those like shakespeare for dummy like guides that you used to have to read along with oh my god i got one right behind me actually i got the othello guide (laughs) <laughs> oh, God, I wish I had one of those in real time, because like half the time I'm like, what is going on? Why are they upset? What? What? What are they saying? Oh, God, do I laugh now? OK, I'll laugh now. Everybody else is laughing. And so my recommendation is read a plot summary before you go see it. Well, I, I realized that after the fact, because and this is the thing. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but 
So everything was like QR codes, right? They didn't have like an actual program with like a printout oh. with like the oh, plot on it. it. Okay, okay. I thought you meant the entire show was a QR code. <laughs> yes, I had to scan myself into the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Steps on stage, shows up a giant QR code. Enjoy the play. Yeah, no. So the the program was on a QR code at the table, and by the time that I got there, I didn't have time to really like. I was eating. I wasn't really like looking at the program guide, but it did have a summary of it so when i read about it afterwards i'm like oh, okay so that what that's what was going on hmm. but yeah i mean overall it was still a nice thing to do like not something i typically do it was fun could you imagine being back in those times and like people are arguing and all the chaos going on and you literally understand zero what's going on and like oh i think that guy slept with his wife maybe i don't know but he's like throwing a pair at him you know what to, to be perfectly honest with you that was like one of the plot i mean it was a shakespearean play right so that was literally one of the plot elements was the two lovers and then she gets like traded for it was like a prisoner trade or something so she gets traded away to like like the greek army or something i i can't remember exactly but she basically like forgets all about troilus and she like goes to sleep with this other guy and i'm like but we just had a whole scene where she was demanding that he stay true to her and then she goes off and sleeps with some other guy i'm like what is going on here okay so Troy, if I remember, it was like Helen of Troy was like the most beautiful woman in the world. The face that launched a thousand ships. Yeah, and she's like with the king. And then Orlando Bloom comes in and makes a wish with Athena for Helen to join him. And then that starts the war with like the Trojans and Troy. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Do we see the Trojan horse? No, Aww. no, this was a very small venue. There was no real props <laughs> other than like... I should have had a little small horse with one guy in it. Like one guy did it. One guy with just like a horse head on like that. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I mean, it was overall, it was a it was a good little show. Yeah, the best rendition of Shakespeare I've ever seen was probably that Leonardo DiCaprio one. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. But it was like modern with like, it was like hip hop or something. Yeah, I just remember that like an abandoned, I guess it's like a carnival and they're like riding the rides because they're poor and they can't afford to go so they have to push themselves on the merry-go-round the rich kids come up and then mercutio gets shot and then he says a plague on both your houses and then he dies and then he dies that's so sad that's all i remember from that yeah that was like 10 years ago i, I don't remember I, i've seen it in high school but i watch it on the regular and i still don't know what's going on so are you like a big baz Luhrmann fan or something <laughs> no i just uh i'm more <laughs> of a shakespearean fan Macbeth in Space is awesome, too, if you want to catch that one. What? I've never heard of that. Macbeth in Space? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Anything else, Alex, besides the play? Oh, that's Jimmy Neutron. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Took me a second. <laughs> I, that joke went over my head. I didn't know that. God, nothing. Nothing else, really. That was it. What about you? So I had a, I have a wacky week. My fridge died this week, and so I spent probably like three out of four days trying to repair it myself, and I, I couldn't do it. So, Austin, this is what you got to look forward to when you own property. Um, everything's just going to break. Mm. Luckily, I had my mini fridge from college, though, and I was able to shove all the food and crap in there. No, you were not. Yeah, I was able to. <laughs> like, I fit it all in there. It's jam-packed. It looked like an overstuffed U-Haul. You know, if there's too much stuff in a fridge, the air doesn't circulate and it's it doesn't cool. No, no, it wasn't that. It was like a full-size fridge amount of food trying to put into a college mini fridge. Where was Leslie? Wasn't she supervising this? She was. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, this is on the fly. You know, your fridge is dying. You've drank spoiled milk and you've got sick. You've got to find a problem or find a solution. But yeah, that died. But I got it fixed. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, it was good. really dirty. Like I had to clean it. And I cleaned it and I didn't clean it as good as he did. You had to call in the professional. Mm-hmm. Wait, so is it fixed? 
Yeah, it was fixed. I got it running okay. now. It's running now, so I better go catch it. A, is your refrigerator running? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and then I uh, ate at a Chili's for the first time ever in my life. And then you got the dysentery. No, no. I actually got uh, E. coli. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chili's is all right. I think it's a little overhyped in the office, but I'm glad that it is a restaurant and the food there is provided to you. Could you feel God in that Chili's tonight? Only when I started to get sick and then I felt not sick. Was God in the deep fried potato skins? I didn't get any of those. They had queso there that was really good. Like you normally when you go to a restaurant, you get queso and it's like really kind of slimy and grimy and like really slippery, like off your chip. This was like a really (sighs) thick queso that like stayed on the chip. I really like that. I typically don't order queso unless I'm at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, I'm I'm all about the queso. I I'm lactose intolerant, and I I gotta get the queso. It's worth the price to pay. That was cool. That was good. Have you ate at Chili's before? Or am I like the first one or last one to eat at Chili's out of us three? You're the first one to eat at Chili's. The first one. <laughs> <laughs> I went to an Applebee's a month or so ago, and it was disgusting. Despise Applebee's. I do not like Applebee's. It wasn't my choice. It was I was out for a work event and it was just on the way back and so it was very lackluster and honestly I would never go back I I thought "Mm, it's been enough enough time enough years maybe I don't know let's just give it a a chance and I I was mistaken I have very fond memories of Applebee's of going there frequently with my sister because it was the only restaurant in town that I grew up in and every single time we went there she complained and was not happy but we kept going there for some reason. Austin, is it you that absolutely despises Ruby Tuesday? I think you're confusing your feelings with mine. I'm I'm projecting my own disgust <laughs> onto you. <laughs> was it you that hates it? No, it was me the whole time. I have weird stories about all these chains, so we'll say oh. that for a different time. You know what the sad thing is? I feel like a lot of these places actually used to be good. You know what? I mean, not good in the sense of like, oh my God, it's five-star dining or whatever, but like you know, decent, passable. Like, Ruby Tuesday actually used to be pretty okay. And then somewhere along the way, everything got really crappy. I don't know if it's like, that could be it. I think it's more now, like, it's just so expensive, it's not worth the price. Like, now, eating out used to be like a luxury. Like, you're gonna go somewhere and get a nice meal. Now the food's not really that good. You're honestly just eating there out of convenience and not having to clean anything (laughs) at your house. So that's what I think it's became. It's more of just like they understand that people don't want to deal with it at house at their house. So they're just like, all right, we're going to put some Purina out here and they'll eat it up. My theory is it was always garbage. It's just that when you're a child, your taste buds are not adult taste buds. So you don't realize it. Yeah. It's hard to match the chicken tender taste. Yeah, I don't know. Well, at least your Chili's experience wasn't too bad by what it sounds like. So... And then uh, the last thing I did this week, and I, I channeled my inner Austin, and I went cereal shopping for the first yeah. time ever. Woo! And uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast you talked about this, Austin, but I got the Icy cereal on clearance. Gross. <laughs> it was How's on that? clearance. No, it's actually, here's the thing, you're going to hate me for saying this, but it's actually pretty good. I like it. Is it like a like a Fruity Pebbles or like a, like a Fruit Loops or? Uh, more of a Fruit Loop. It's only two flavors. But it's definitely more of like a Fruit Loops thing. Ugh. But there's this aftertaste to it that's like cold frost. That's all the chemical spray that they. <laughs> it's spray like liquid over. nitrogen. Is it like minty? 
No, it's not Ew. minty. No, it's not minty. That would be a... Uh... Minty cereal? That sounds fucking nasty. It's like a... <laughs> Junior Mints cereal coming to you soon. Oh, my God. No, it's like this weird frost aftertaste. I don't know how to describe it, but That's like... It's unnatural. Let's go have an icy cereal party at Jacob and Leslie's. <laughs> Let's go do it, yeah. Everyone just eats a bowl of cereal. Yep. Well, we can bring the cereal you just bought. Didn't you just buy it? We had this conversation the other day, Austin. We were talking about Count Chocula, Boo Berry, Frankenberry, and they have a new one now. Oh, I already finished my Count Chocula. Uh-huh. I put blood in it instead of milk. Okay, a Bobby. Throwback. What is the new one? What's the new one? It's like caramel apple or something, isn't it? Mm. Carmella Creeper. I remember that. Carmella Creeper? Who's Carmella? What is she? Is she uh She's like a DJ, but she's like a she's like a Frankenstein who's like a hip no, DJ girl. Come on. But they already had a Frankenstein. Yeah. I know, they already have Frankenberry. Is she like his daughter or something? Well, she's more of the traditional looking one, right? You know, she's got the green with the bolts and stuff like that. Frankenberry is like pink. They should have her be like rebellious Rebecca or something like that, and the cereal's like smiley faces. Or like the opposite of scary. I'm surprised there's not a skeleton one. Oh my god, that's actually, no, no, you're, yeah, there hasn't been. There was a mummy one, but it got discontinued. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh my god, you guys, I'm so excited for fall. I'm so excited it's happening. There's pumpkin stuff all over the place. I've got my little pumpkins that I bought at Target. They're on my little shelf. They're so cute. I've got my little spooky skeleton bat thing over there. Also super adorable. Our holiday Halloween special will be out soon. Uh, and we don't do that. Don't make promises you can't keep. I actually have an idea for what we could do for a Halloween special. We can talk about that Ooh. after pod. Okay, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Secret surprises, you guys. Stay tuned. As long as the opening opening songs, the Hex Sisters, I'm all right. Ooh, Jacob and the Hex Girls. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> who's more obsessed with the Hex Girls, me or Jacob? Well, who's pounded one out to the Hex Girls, Alex or uh, Jacob? <laughs> I think it was Jacob. <laughs> I just got I just got their album and everything. Jacob's a super fan. Is that their poster on the wall behind you? <laughs> Is that a shrine? Yeah, I forgot to put the candles out. It's probably yeah. a fire hazard. I don't know how to transition from this. But we can talk about Pokemon. Speaking of scary. Uh, we have Wabu Palooza and Imitation Confrontation. The return of an old favorite. Yeah, the return of an old favorite. Or favorites kind of, you know, subjective. But there we get a return character. You know what? It's like this. It's like I always think of. Every Pokemon is somebody's favorite. Even if it's like, what's like the worst Pokemon ever? I don't know. Quillfish. Oh. <gasps> Hot take. Oh my god. <laughs> that was an old worst. meme. It was like, this is Quillfish, a generation two Pokemon. I've never seen a single person talk about Quillfish in my life. Or I've whatever. never even heard of Quillfish. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't even get an episode, FYI. Poor thing. Oh, it's with a W. Okay. I don't know. Objectively, what is the worst Pokemon? Oh, Jinx. Oh, well. Well, yeah. I mean, all that aside. That garbage one's pretty bad. No, we love Garbodor in this house. I, lo- uh, I yeah. love Garbodor too, but like the fact of how it is like a, a a Pokemon about like this garbage just comes to life and... Like I wouldn't want to be in a room with it. I know, I know what the worst one is. Alola Malola, Alola Mola, whatever. What? Oh, the, Alola the, Mola. Oh, yeah, whatever, that fucking thing. The thing that should have evolved from Love Disc just to make it somewhat relevant, but it doesn't. It's just its own thing with like hands for fins. It's gross. 
That might be my least favorite. Sorry, any Alola Mola fans. The uh, Alola pear tree looking one's pretty weird too. Like the... The what? Pear tree. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Pokemon Escape <gasps> But the one that like the stampede comes through the town. Remember that episode with the magician? Oh my god, if you're talking about Executor, yeah, I'm gonna come yeah. through the... I'm coming through the Jacob. computer, Jacob. I'm gonna smack you. Are you messing you. with us? It's weird with the long neck. Okay. Jacob, that's no. one of the best Pokemon of all time. You okay. shut your whore mouth, okay. Jacob. <laughs> you are so wrong on this. <laughs> we I don't know. are about step- to throw hands. We are not having it. I don't know. I was stepping on something with that one. I thought it was universally agreed upon that that was weird. You touched a nerve. How we never discuss a Lowland Executor before. It's like an all-time great. <laughs> It's, it's like one of the most perfect Pokemon ever to exist. How dare you? If you saw that thing in its <laughs> neck like that, you would try to fix it. Okay, that thing needs to go to a no, bed it's a or tree. Something. No, I would try to climb. A tree it shouldn't be like, like that unless it's a weeping willow kind of looking thing. Have you never seen a palm tree in your life? Not like that. It's next like a, a U shape. <laughs> it's a straight. Uh, no, Jacob, just take the L. You're wrong. You're it's wrong. Like it's those, okay to be wrong. Those Jack in the Box things that just like. The head springs out. It's weird. Like the Weeble Wobbles. It's not a good Pokemon. I, I hear what y'all are saying. Well, you know what? Like I said, my original point is everybody everybody has a favorite Pokemon. Every Pokemon somebody's favorite. So maybe this particular character is somebody's favorite character. All right. The randomizer has spoken. And this week, I'll be summarizing. Austin, you'll be doing uh, the Wabapalooza. And Alex, oh. you, got the, <laughs> you got the Ditto episode. So sucks for you. Oh, I wanted I wanted the Ditto episode. You want to switch? No, we can't do that. Damn it! Every time it's I against try. the rules that <laughs> I created. <laughs> Self-imposed. It's okay. We'll oblige by the randomizer gods and do what it says. I watched this episode while I was trying to fix my fridge. So, oh boy, do your best. Just do your <laughs> best. Prepare yourself All right. for a Wabapalooza in three, two, one. Hit it. All right, you think one Wobbuffet's OP? Well, imagine a whole city full of them, because it's the Wobbuffet Festival episode. We're just in time for that, and we go in, there's a whole... Everybody in this town owns a Wobbuffet, which is really impressive. And the reason why they got them is because there's this gang of Pokemon that used to terrorize the city. And one way to stop an attack is to counter it, and that's what the Wobbuffet are there for. And Team Rocket's there, too, and they try to steal Pikachu and some Mobile Fet, but they actually help out and with the... I can't see your hand, Alex. They help out the group eventually by attacking the gang, and then they turn time. evil again, and the Mobile Fets beat Team Rocket. Time. It was time five seconds ago. You when you hold up your hand, it was merging with your background. I know. I can't... There's nothing I can do. You can turn your background off. No. My, my area here is messy. Thank you, Jacob. That was great. Yeah. Okay. So... Well, one thing Jacob got wrong is <laughs> they did not get the Wobbuffet in response to the attackers. The attackers oh. are attacking because of Wobbuffet. But we'll oh, get okay. into it in this thrilling episode. Okay, Austin, I know you say that sarcastically, but I'm going to stop you because this episode was thrilling. I'm glad you found it thrilling. Oh my God, so thrilling. Alex really liked this episode and I did not. That's I did. interesting. <laughs> this always happens. It's not surprising. Jacob, what did you think? Or was your head in a fridge? I was just cooling off when I was watching this episode. No, you weren't because your fridge wasn't working. <laughs> That's right. That was a little heated. No, I liked... I mean, Wobbuffet is so OP in the anime. Like, I just don't see how... Like, it wouldn't be used as a kid kind of thing. Like, everybody would want it if I was smart enough as a kid. And I don't remember how to even get Wobbuffet in the game. It's in a cave. Isn't Wobbuffet banned from the metagame because it's too OP? Is it really? I think it is. But I could be wrong. Like, it's considered to be, like, high tier or whatever. 
Okay, can you 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 could like get it in the game and then use it and then literally just continuously counter. I've never used it on my team, so I'm like I almost want to go replay Pokemon now and have like just a team of Wobbuffets, like just all six. I'm gonna do the same damn thing. I'm gonna do it. (laughs) You want to know where you can get a Wobbuffet, Jacob? Wobbuffet Village. Oh yeah, I don't remember that from the game. Uh, The Twerps are surrounded by Wobbuffets, and of course they follow the Wobbuffet to go to Wobbuffet Village where a man in a Wobbuffet t-shirt tells us that today is the day of the annual Wobbuffet Festival. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we're back to this shit again. <laughs> this is like one of the worst offenders. <laughs> they weren't even subtle with it either. The guy was like, what is his name, like Norio or something? Yeah, he had a name? Yeah, it's Norio. Yes, I had to look it up. N-A-R-I-O? Yeah. It's a me, Mario. It's Mario with an N. He should be Wario, like Wobbuffet. Ooh, let's call him Wario. Can we do that? He's not very Wario-like, but we'll call him that anyway. But he's like, guys, this is the annual Wobbuffet Festival. Can't you, aren't you so glad you're here for the one day of the year that it's a Wobbuffet Festival? Holy crap, you guys. Oh my gosh. And it's so funny because the twerps just walk into town and he like uh, comes from nowhere in his Wobbuffet t-shirt and is like, welcome (laughs) to Wobbuffet Village. It's the Wobbuffet Festival. Let me be your tour guide for the episode for no discernible reason. (laughs) <laughs> He's got to indoctrinate them into the cult. That's right, the Wobbuffet cult. That's a task for every person in Wobbuffet Village. They have to indoctrinate people into Wobbuffet cult. Because Team Rocket also finds a lady. Her name is Lulu, and she has a chonky Wobbuffet. Well, the people of Wobbuffet Village, they know what's up because they all have Wobbuffets, including some really tiny Wobbuffet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I like that. It was riding on that one's head, and it was so cute. I'm assuming those were actually Why Not, and we just didn't see the Why Not, because Why Not doesn't exist yet? Wait. Yeah, how does that work? We're in Johto. Oh my god, I forgot about Why Not for one second. I'm going to tell myself there were Why Nots there, we just didn't see them, because they were just off screen. Oh, I got I got what happened here. I know what happened here. Okay. okay. There are Why Nots, but it's the Wobbuffet Festival, so they painted the Why Nots to look like Wobbuffets, oh. because they didn't want any, they wanted it to be like a one item festival the why not have to go as wabafet for yeah, halloween yeah that's <laughs> halloween that's what it is yeah they put a sheet over them this is so weird so i'm assuming that we do get a dedicated why not episode at some point of course okay so lulu is here and she invites team rocket into her house and she puts a what do you call those things head tie thing an ascot it's like a hairband it's like a ribbon it's like the thing that like you wear like Ryu from Street Fighter wears on his oh, head. Oh yeah, the uh, like the ninja thing. I don't know what it's called. I think Isn't it's that just supposed thing. to be like a strip of cloth that's like tied around your head to make you look like a badass or something? No, Is it, it for actually sweat? has a useful purpose. Yeah, it's for sweat to get yeah. out of okay. your eyes. Yeah, that's what. What are the things called in Naruto that they wear? Forehead protectors. Sure, we'll go with that. They're forehead protectors. I thought it was actually what was you don't believe something. me. I mean, I don't know if they have a name, but that's what they call them in the. In Naruto. It represents your clan. Anyway, Wobbuffet joins the um, Leaf Village clan. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty good. Was that right? Was that Naruto? I don't know. He's, Alex yeah, would know. Wait a minute. Whoa, Jacob, you don't know? Am I really the most knowledgeable about Naruto here? Jesus. All right. Yeah, because I watched a couple episodes and I was like, ah, I mean, it's okay. It wasn't for me. I think I know what our April Fool's Day episode is going to be, you guys. Fucking Naruto. Hell yeah. Yeah, village hidden in the leaf. There's a wolf. There you go. Like a dog that eats people. Yeah, there's Excuse like... Excuse me, sh- what? There's a wolf that eats people, right? That like Naruto is actually like a canine. He's a fox. He's demon. a fox. Okay, nine tails, yeah. He ate his dad, something, right? No. Oh, okay, never mind. I think that was Goku. Goku yeah. ate his dad. <laughs> that was his grandpa. <laughs> 
All right, all right, all right. Back to the Boba Fett Festival. All right, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Wabba, wabba, wabba. He wasn't in Troy. All right, so there's some enemies <laughs> for this episode. There are some enemies, and they are punks. They are punk guys, and they are here to ruin the Wabba Fett Festival. And they watch from a cliff face, and they're like, we're going to fuck up those Wabba Fets so good. It's party time. It's party time. They come down from their cliff, and they literally assault Wobbuffets all around town. Oh my god, this was awful, you guys. It's a Wobbuffet the purge. brutalized corpses of the Wobbuffets were littering the streets, and that little girl was crying over the corpse of her Wobbuffet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here being like, why aren't these Wobbuffets countering? But we get an explanation, kind of. <gasps> it's happening. Ash is like, three people are attacking Wobbuffets. That must be Team Rocket. So they find Team Rocket, who are currently trying to steal some food, and Ash is like, you're brutalizing the Wobbuffets. And Lulu appears from, like, some bushes, and she says, do you have any proof that they're brutalizing Wobbuffets? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, come on. Can we stop right here? Because I feel like, I feel like Lulu is, like, the real MVP. I know I'm I'm being very preemptive with this. Get ahead. I know. But she's the only one, you guys. She stood up for them. She's like, excuse me, children. You can't just go around flinging baseless accusations at people. You'll ruin people's lives. And, yes, Jacob. And Ash's defense. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if the I shoe mean, fits. I know Lulu doesn't know this, though. <laughs> Lulu doesn't know this, but the fact that they're there and continuously have done it for, what are we, on a thousand episodes? It makes sense. I don't blame him at all for this. I would agree with you in most cases. It's like, okay, yeah, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, whatever, right? But Beats it's up like, Wabba Fett's like a duck. Exactly. Then, you know, it must be Team Rocket. But this is a very good lesson in how you have to make sure, because if you're going out there and spewing all kinds of accusations, just because the circumstances seem to point in, you know, this direction, it doesn't always mean that's the case. So I appreciate Lulu for standing up for Team Rocket. Well, guess what? I disagree with you because I appreciate (gasps) Ash because nine times out of ten, Ash will be like, who could do such a thing? (laughs) This is the one episode where he's actually not an idiot. So while the twerps are making some baseless accusations, the punks are in the town square beating up people's Wobbuffets. And some helpful NPC comes up to inform us of this. Oh my god! NPC, I just like that. <laughs> They're like, come quick! There's trouble afoot. <laughs> what is it? Ta- yeah. What? What? The Wobbuffet? He's just looking at the Wobbuffet. What? Somebody's what? attacking What's the that town. Lassie? Somebody's the attacking Wobbuffets the town. Are in danger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Timmy's stuck in a whale. Oh my god! <laughs> is Nario or Wario like the town mayor or something? Because everyone has to come up and inform him of the events. He's the Wobbuffet coordinator. He's the festival coordinator. You know what sucks about Wobbuffet? I just thought of this. Sorry, thinking of Lassie. What? Like, if you were drowning, Wobbuffet couldn't save you. <laughs> like, it would just stand Wait, there and watch. Wait, isn't it like a big flotation device? I feel like it's kind of like it hollow It may, in there. but it would have to, like, swim and all can do his counter. So it would have to, like, try to counter. If you're stuck in a well, just push the Wobbuffet into the well. And it's like a flotation device to get back up. But it couldn't get out of there. It would but be- if you bounce off the Wobbuffet... Then it would just bounce you out of the well, right? And then recall Wobbuffet with a Pokeball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd have to be We know what to do. <laughs> okay. If we ever fell into a well, we'd be well prepared. Hey-o. I, I think I would, I'm fine. I, I don't know how to use Wobbuffet, obviously. This episode's trying to teach you, Jacob. Well, actually, the next episode is trying to teach us, but regardless. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. It's a kind of a hand-in-hand thing. So the punks are now in the town square, and they're going to, like, preemptively burn the Bernie Man Wobbuffet structure. The effigy. Yeah, the effigy to Wobbuffet, the towers overall. But then it starts raining, and everybody gets trapped there at Wobbuffet ah, and Burning Man. Topical oh reference. <laughs> Is this not, it's not the fire festival thing? No, there's a Burning Man recently, and it, there was some oh. weather problems. Oh. And everybody got trapped there. I feel like every festival that we hear about is always some kind of disaster. I can't keep track anymore. Why you don't go. Yeah. It's expensive, and you're if you're not on drugs, what's the point? And your Wobbuffet could just get KO'd in the middle of the street, you know? So nothing goes right at these things. That is true. Nothing goes right at the festivals ever in the Pokemon universe. Oh, you, I thought we were talking about like real life festivals. And real life. Like That's also festivals. true for real in life. In real yeah. life, too. Festivals should be banned. There we go. <laughs> it's not Team Rocket. It's some random people attacking. <laughs> so you're always going to get screwed. So I take it back. The punk guys. I don't know if they had names, but the punk guys. We had, um, what was it? Uh, Laser. Blazer. Blazer and Phaser, Phaser. or whatever the fuck. Oh my and God. Taser. What is that a reference to? Is that from Zoolander? No. <laughs> no, no. no. It's, it's a bit Dodgeball. Dodgeball. It's from Dodgeball. There you go. Yeah. It's Dodgeball. It. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Alex. Ready for you the two hurricane? And you're like. Early 2000s movies, pop culture references. I completely Dodgeball missed that Dodgeball is boat. a great fucking movie, all right? <laughs> he, like, comes in with his, like, stupid bodyguards at one point. He's like, let me... No, it's oh, not the bodyguards. It's, it's Michelle. His, like, it's Michelle. Team. That's who it is. It's oh, Michelle. Right. Michelle and um, Laser. Like, let me introduce you to Laser. And then you had Franz Shevanetsky, Shevanetsky, Shevasitsky is, like, the woman from Bulgaria that's on the team. Yeah. God, <laughs> Austin's face. He's like, you guys are complete lunatics. Okay, so after this, we're going to watch Blade to Glory. And then we're going to watch oh, good. That's a Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. That's a good Austin one. Austin hates Will Ferrell. You hate Will Ferrell. I hate this genre of comedy. How can I, how about that? I mean, that? Will Ferrell's oh not in Dodgeball. Do you hate Star- Step Brothers? I've never seen it because I avoid those type of movies. <laughs> That's the best movie ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh. Oh... I'm the only one that does, though, so that says something. We're easily entertained, aren't we, Jacob? We are. It's uh, it's innocence to it, unlike these people that are attacking the uh, festival. Right, Austin? Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. (laughs) You did that Wobbuffet counter right back to the (laughs) main topic. That's right. Send it right back at him. (laughs) All right. Well, I was lying earlier. They're not attacking the Wobbuffet effigy. They're just attacking random Wobbuffets in the crowd. It's a Trojan horse. All the Wobbuffet village people in their Wobbuffet t-shirts are all like... There's nothing we can do about it. Oh, the humanity. Because Officer Jenny and Lulu and Officer Wobbuffet come up. Jenny's like, you can't attack them because it's the Wobbuffet Festival. And during the Wobbuffet Festival, there's no attacking ever. Even if you're trying to save yourself or defend yourself or someone else. That's just not the way it is. This is the worst <laughs> rule self-imposed rule i've ever witnessed and they claim it's it's out of like respect for the wabafets because the wabafets don't defend themselves which is not true the wabafets do nothing but defend themselves yeah that's the whole thing it's like a quaker festival pacifist can i can i just end the defense of the wabafets i mean i hate this rule i think jenny's wrong she's like supposed to be an officer of the law and like when there's wrongdoing clearly happening and people innocent people getting like assaulted I think she has a duty to to protect them. And she's like, "Mm, sorry, my hands are tied. But she did explain it like in the tradition of like the founders of the Wobbuffet Festival, whatever the hell that means. 
She's like, the Wobbuffets never strike first. And so that's why we can't initiate. No. Nope. We can't do anything. But they were attacking first. They started it. I know. So, so again, <laughs> I'm saying this is a stupid, stupid shit rule. I can tell you what's what's going on here. Okay. Okay. Jacob has the answers. The town people do not like this Nario guy. In fact, they hate him. So they hired these punks to come in and wreck the oh festival <laughs> to dethrone him from his political realm. Okay. This is like a coup with an outside mercenaries going on here. Uh-huh. Is Lulu the one in charge of this initiative? Yes, Lulu is the coordinator. She's coordinating the coup, the overthrowing of the yep. local government. She's actually inside the paper mache Woba Fett, and she's going to shoot out of it after Nario's dethroned and, you know, taken out of the city. Okay, so I have a question. These three punk guys, Laser, Blazer, whatever. Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> Their whole, like, reasoning for why they were getting revenge on the Woba Fett, like, what was the reason? They, like, came into town and started, like, beating up people's houses and, like, vandalizing shit. They're trying to end the Nario regime. I mean, it's very simple. I think what they said was, like, we can't stand Wobbuffet because they're weak. And then at this point, Nario says, oh, yeah, I just remembered. They did this exact same thing last year. So there's, like, some extreme prejudice against Wobbuffets going on. I think Jacob's right. I think there's a... They're on there's the cake. There's something deeper. There's something deeper. <laughs> You got to follow the it money, has to be. okay? You got to follow the money. Always follow the money. So this Wabafet town is like a den of like corruption and iniquity, and Nario is running some kind of like horrible, seedy underbelly. You know what I'm thinking of? Because I watched Dread the other day. He's like running a drug ring, and the Wabafets are the drug mules. Dread like Judge Dread. Yes, like Dread 2008. Like <laughs> yes. I have some proof that the punks are in on the scam. Because when Officer Jenny says, well, you can't battle in Wobbuffet Village during Wobbuffet Festival, they say, well, if we can't attack the Wobbuffet, we'll attack the Wobbuffet Effigy. So they're going to obey the law of not assaulting random people. So instead, they're going to vandalize public property is what their thought process is. Yes. Okay. But apparently that's allowed. Oh, it is allowed? Okay. Well, Jenny doesn't stop them. Well, Jenny's She just fucking lets worthless. them <laughs> continue on their reign of terror. Okay, meanwhile, Team Rocket's in the bushes, and they're having an emotional crisis, because Wobbuffet wants to protect the Wobbuffet, and James and Meowth agree, because the Wobbuffet people and Lulu are so nice, and Jessie's hesitant, but then she agrees, and so Team Rocket attacks the punks, they get their asses kicked, Machoke does a seismic toss against Victory Bell in the style of Charizard that I thought was kind of fun, but then Wobbuffet steps up to the plate, and he single-handedly defeats all the fighting-type Pokemon that the punks are using, and they run off. At which point, Team Rocket now steals a small bag of food. Oh, God. No. Yep. I was, this was upsetting to me. They steal, like, maybe $30 worth of bananas <laughs> and fruits. If that. If that. And the twerps and Officer Jenny are like, how dare they? <laughs> so they chase them in the balloon out of town. And Team Rocket says, there's nothing you can do. You can't attack us during the Wobbuffet Festival. And Officer Jenny says, you're wrong. We walked 10 feet to the left. So now we're no longer in the Wobbuffet village. And now we're able to destroy you. So Ash attacks them and sends them into the stratosphere. And now it's a happy ending where we all dance at the Wobbuffet festival. Except for Team Rocket, who is miserable, stuck up on a butte somewhere. I have a comment. Yes. Because this is very upsetting to me. Team Rocket didn't do anything, right? You know, they were just... 
minding their own business. Yes, they wanted to take some food because they're so desperate. You know, they're just starving all the time, these poor people. And it's free food. (laughs) And it was food for the, yeah, it was free food for the festival. (laughs) And they didn't even take, like, all of it. Plus, I feel like... They took, like, two grocery bags of food. Right, I know. It's free food for the people there. Selfless act of public service that they did for saving the town and being, like, defenders of the Wabafet. The least they could have done was say, wow, Team Rocket, like, here's some food for your, like, valiant efforts. And they could have just easily let them go. That's all they wanted. They didn't try to take anybody's Pokemon. They just wanted the food. And then they had to, like, murder them for it. Like, I don't understand. This is a town full of psychos, okay? So, like, people are getting assaulted in the street. There's clearly abuse to Pokemon going on. And Jenny's like, nothing I can do. Yeah, somebody comes and (laughs) saves them. Takes a banana, and then immediately, it's like, we gotta go destroy them. That banana (laughs) is priceless, okay? That came from the Orange Island. That's an Orange Island's banana. Nobody takes those. It's, this is a very weird town. It's a bad episode. Yeah. No matter what Alex says. I just felt so badly for Team Rocket. That was why I liked this episode, because they were falsely accused, and then they got crapped on like they normally do. Like, literally. I have things to say. I, yeah, I, I, I have things to say, because I have a quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue making my point with that. All right. And on that good cue there, let's uh, counter our conversation with the MVP, LVP, and quote for this episode. All right, Alex, you got lucky here. You're going first. Woo! And then I'm going to counter your thing with uh, whatever. I go next. And then Austin's last. I'm going to mirror coat your thing, Jacob. (laughs) You're going to mirror counter Uh, my counter. Okay. So this is great. I am going to obviously give my MVP to Team Rocket because they really were the MVPs. They came in. They single-handedly saved the town because they're like, you know what? Fuck all your stupid rules. There's clearly shenanigans happening. We can't just stand by and let this horrible shit continue to take place. Like... No, you, you, Officer Jenny is fucking useless. We gotta do something. And then they get, they just get crapped on. You know, they don't get their food. That's all they wanted. So this part, though, for my quote, I'm gonna skip to the quote because this upset me. They are getting accused by, like, Ash and, and the rest of them run up and they're like, oh my God, we knew it was you, Team Rocket. And Lulu is there and she jumps out of the bushes and she's like, hold on a second. You know, you can't just go around and blame people or whatever. And so Jesse says, She's like, you accused us without any evidence, and we demand an apology from you, which I feel like is her right, right? And Meow says, yeah, say you're sorry. And this is Ash. This is his freaking response to this. And Brock, they're both terrible. Ash says, we made a mistake. And then Brock says, sorry it happened. Sorry you're so offended. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck kind of victim-blaming shift is this? They didn't apologize. They couldn't even be bothered. They were just like... Exactly like you said, Austin. They were just like, sorry you felt that way. One of the most abusive things you can say to somebody. Like, you can't just own up to your mistakes. Like, probably the history there. There's probably like a really, you know, they're probably really scarred. I mean, they once tried to murder Ash with Moltres' flame. Yeah, there's this probably a true. big sc- trauma and scarring there. You're probably like, ah, this you is know, true. If they, if they get burned, who cares? But I feel like we have to, you know, we have to look at everything individually, right? So this is... Everything exists in a vacuum. So, like, this one episode only exists in this one episode sphere. So, yeah, that's why I'm going to give my LVP to Ash and Brock, because... Oh, Oh, holy cow. They couldn't just suck it up and apologize, because they were clearly wrong, and they wouldn't take responsibility. All right. Is that it for you, Alex? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting so emotional over here. Okay, since we're doing like groups, I guess I'll continue that trend. I'm going to give my MVP to Laser, Taser, and uh, Michelle. <laughs> Is that the guys? Yeah, the guys. Okay, yeah. I have an update on their names. Okay, what are oh, they have names? <laughs> they actually have oh, names. Okay. Bulbapedia, our greatest source ever, says that their Japanese names are Suyoshi, Tetsuya, and Hisashi. But according to the Amazon Prime video subtitles, their names are Pretty Boy, Greaser, and Red Spikes. Okay, we were close. What? We were close. Greaser sounds a lot like Taser. Okay, so. Red Spikes. Yeah, your buddy Red Spikes. Like some intern was like, I'm going to name these characters now. <laughs> I like Jacob's naming convention better. Alex and I know the names. Okay. So which one is which? I assume Red Spikes is the guy with the red spiky hair. That one's easy. I think Pretty Boy is the leader, right? Pretty Boy's got to be the... Pretty Boy's the one with the silver hair. Yeah. Which one was wearing a wife beater or tank top looking thing? Greaser. No, um, Red Spikes is wearing a tank Oh, top. I thought they bo- they all were. Oh, well, never mind. Well, Greaser is a leather daddy. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. He's the one with the machoke, so that makes sense. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's because his hair, right? Greaser. Well, he's he's kind of got the, the grease lightning thing going on, right? You know, he's got the black leather with the, you know, bunch of moose in his hair. It's like all slick. You know, he's always dancing. Yeah, singing about Sandy. Yeah. That, yeah. that old Greaser. Well, those three are my MVP for explosi- er, um, exposing a clear flaw in the... Wobbuffet Festival of letting assault happen without any initiative taken to stop it. So thank you guys for your evil to show us what should be done to make it right. My LVP, I'll give it to Jenny just to keep uh, tradition going here. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Austin. Yeah. Jenny is not a cop in this episode, or is she rarely, but this is ridiculous. You mean the cops were ineffectual and didn't do anything? This one especially. And in fact stood in the way of anything good being done? In typical Jenny fashion. My quote actually comes from Jesse, and it was just the timing of it that was funny. And this is like right after their Wobble Fett like destroys uh, the greaser kids or the outsiders. She turns and then like the twerps start to attack them. She's like, you can't stop us. It's against the rules to fight during the festival. I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Timing wise, they just blew a team up and now they're like, nope, can't do that. Austin. My turn. Damn it. All my things are taken. My MVP will be Wobble Fett. For single-handedly blasting off Greaser, Red Spikes, and Pretty Boy. <laughs> My LVP, I'll give it to Norio or Nario or whatever his name is for forgetting that when people were showing up with brutalized Wobbuffets, he forgot that last year three people came to town to brutalize Wobbuffets at the same festival. I don't think that's something you forget easily unless you were uh, it's all to an act. Over. There's some there's yeah. some sort of yeah. conspiracy happening. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We've uncovered it. All right. My quote, there were like no good ones here, but Ash saying, so you're the three who have been attacking all the Wobbuffet here. And then one of the three guys says, that's right, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, th- I thought you were going to say the, can I do an honorary quote? Cause I thought it was funny. Sure. I thought you were going to do this one where they're sitting around Actually, I have two. Can I do both? <laughs> Alex, I have like zero quotes for this episode, and you're like busting them out. Yeah, go do for it. it. Hey, it's not my fault that you weren't as invested in the Wabba Fat episode as I was. I just have to. Usually, I don't do this, but when they're that good, or maybe I'm just easily entertained. I don't know. Nario, when he first comes up, he's like, "Hi guys, welcome to Wabba Fat Village. It's called Wabba Fat Village because everyone in town has a Wabba Fat." <laughs> 
And then the one when they're sitting around and they're like, Wall Fetts are stupid. Like, why? This is horrible. And James says, I don't get it. Why would everybody in town want a Wobble Fett? And Jesse says, what could they possibly be thinking? And Meow says, not much, I guess. You really did love this episode, Alex. I I'm did. Glad. <laughs> I'm glad you I went, did. I went digging. I went digging for the gems. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Austin. I kind of upstaged you there. But... No, it's okay. I have nothing to say about this episode. Wobbuffet forever. There's a better Wobbuffet episode coming. Let's get excited for that one. It's the next okay. one, too. It's this one right here. No, it's not. <laughs> 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 All right. Imitation uh, confront, confrontation. Get ready, Jacob. All right. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, three, two, one, go. Are arresting at a Pokemon Center, and then Dua Lipa comes along, and uh, she's like Nurse Joy, but then she reveals that she's really like, you know, Dua Lipa. And she's got like this uh, ditto with her, and be careful when you say this, it's called Mini Dit. Mini Dit. You gotta be careful with that. And uh, this thing, they're in town for like an acting convention, and then it turns out this Mini Dit can't uh, transform into Pokemon that are like its normal size. It's still like mini versions of them. Team Rocket comes along, and they steal Mini Dit, and the Twerps have to get it back. Time. Ooh, there's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I'm with you, Jacob. I don't really like the name of this Pokemon. I don't like its nickname at all. I think there's a lot of room for error here, and I'm not cool with it. It's like Ash Hat Pikachu. It's uh, tough to say. Yeah, exactly. We're at a Pokemon Center. God knows where. They encounter a Nurse Joy that is very obviously not a Nurse Joy. And Brock can sniff this out a mile away. He's like, wait a second. There's some some shit afoot. This is not Nurse Joy. And I know you, you're a phony. And so <laughs> they're like, wait a second. We know who you are. It's Duplica, the Ditto girl. Duplica, that's the name. Okay. Yeah, it's Dua Lipa. And she was from the episode a long time ago where there was like a circus and she was like in a circus or something, right, Austin? Wrong. Like perf- oh, okay. You're thinking of Stella and her Mr. Mime. She, this is the one where they're like oh, in a. They right. go to. I remember this episode with Duplica. They like go off the beaten path and they go into like this castle looking thing and there's like a Ditto there and then she's there kind of hiding her ditto from society because it's useless and can't do what it's supposed to do. She has like a big empty theater house. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, and she dresses up as Ash or something. I don't know. They all run together in my mind. We've had a lot of circus episodes, so whoopsie do. Anyway, so this is Duplica. We've met her before. She has a new uh, member of her team. She's got the ditto, or the original ditto that can't change its face, but now she also has this new ditto. And she was apparently invited to perform at some Pokemon acting competition, which we really don't see much of this at all. Yes, Austin? It's an annual event that the Twerps just so happen to be in town for. (laughs) Oh. Is it? Is it annual? (laughs) Yeah, Duplica said it happens every year. Oh, I missed it. Is it invitation only? Like, why was she invited? She's no good. All I know is she said it was put on by the Pokemon Council of the Performing Arts, which, like, more info about that, please. That sounds like some Illuminati shit. I don't know. That sounds weird to me. Oh, the PCPA. Yeah. Council of the Performing Arts. Well, we miss it. We don't get to see it, unfortunately. I don't know what that would be. But it's probably going to be like the several other competitions that we've seen. I know who would be there. The Sunflora Girl. The Sunflora Girl. That girl with the tube of blossom. Bella and Belly or whatever. (laughs) That uh, that magician guy. That... uh, Melvin. Like Melvin. Marvin. Melvin. Marvin. Melvin. Melvin. He'd be there. He's mean to that girl. We're entering in a stage where Johto episodes are really like, do you remember Kanto? Let's bring back Kanto characters. We're going to love Kanto characters. 
I'm good. I'm good with an, without an episode with Marvin and uh, Sunflora Girl and everything else. That'd be too much. Melvin and Sunrisa. Sunrisa. Yeah. Ooh, horrible. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So sh- we don't get to see much of the Pokemon acting competition, fortunately or unfortunately. But they ask why her newest ditto, uh, Mini Dit, that's its name, which, you know what, honestly, Mini Dit, that feels like it came <laughs> right out of, like, Pokemon Stadium 2. You know how they do those, like, randomized <laughs> names? That's what it reminded me of. Did anybody else get that vibe? Pokemon Stadium 2 really left an impression on us. God, I love it. I love it to death. Anyway, so she's like, why, you know, the Torps are asking, they're like, why are you here getting a checkup if there's nothing wrong with your Pokemon? Like, it looks perfectly fine. And she's like, well, I'm getting it examined because, you know, it's perfectly fine on the outside, but it has this quirky thing where when it transforms, it doesn't exactly transform correctly. So they go outside, she shows it transforming into Pikachu and Togepi, which look absolutely normal, 100%. And they're like, well, what's the defect? And so she's like, well, okay. I need a- <laughs> what's the defect? I love we that. know you, Deplica. <laughs> what's the major malfunction with your ditto? I don't know. So she's like, I need a big Pokemon. And so Brock, of course, he saves the day. And thank God, because we never see it. I love every time Onyx comes out. So Onyx is here for five seconds. And uh, Mini Dit tries to transform, except it does a perfect copy, but it's miniature which is absolutely precious. Yes, Austin. Can I just say, it didn't look like a perfect copy to me. It didn't. Because it had like a different face. It had like a cutesy face. Did it? I missed it. Oh, so it's like a bigger eyes kind of thing? Like Ken the Pidgey kind of situation. It had like anime eyes going on. Can we be sure that that wasn't just like an animator? Well, the same thing happens when it becomes Arbok. Oh, so it's got like shiny chibi eyes or something. Yeah, right. it's like a, so it's a little cute. It's a cutified. Yeah. Ditto. That's what it does. Okay. So this, yeah, obviously this thing can't do a perfect replica, but I think this is adorable. I mean, if you had to pick, like, which one's your favorite ditto? Is it the one with the, the ditto face that can't change or is it the miniature version? One? The mini version. Mini dit. Of course. If I'm battling, I want the, the face one because that could mimic better. But, uh, like, as far as, like, around the house for entertainment, I would want mini dit. Around the house for entertainment. <laughs> Turn into that lamp, and then you got, like, a mini lamp in your hand. That's kind of cool. You know, Jacob, I think you're right. Like, imagine all the Pokemon that you couldn't normally train to, like, or have around your house. But if you had this thing, you'd be like, I want a giant Wailord, except I, you know, I can't have it in the house. You could put it in an aquarium and add, like, you, yeah. like, did something oh. to it. That'd be that cool. is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. See? Oh my gosh. Okay, this thing is perfect. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, Duplica. It's not defective. You're just wrong. Duplica, yeah. She uh, she doesn't know what she's got. She's got such a good thing. So, obviously, Ash and Duplica have to battle to test out her new mini-dit against Ash's Pokemon. So, he picks Totodile. Uh, she tries to get her ditto, or Totodile, because it transforms into it, to use Hydro Pump, but is completely shocked when Ditto cannot do it. And so she completely berates Ash. She's like, Ash, you're pathetic. I can't believe you're not teaching your Pokemon more powerful attacks. Like, all it knows <laughs> is tackle and bite. This is this is horrible. I, I was like, calm the fuck down, Duplica. Jeez. She was like, why does it know Hydro Pump? I'm like... It's a level 15 Totodile. Calm yourself. And it may be strategy. If you're pl- if you're going against something that can copy moves, you would pick the least, you know, move Pokemon you got out there, right? Because you want to keep it simple. 
you know what? I don't know. I'm kind of with Duplica on this. Like, I'm sick and tired of tackle, <laughs> quick attack, all that stupid shit. I'm like, can we just have... I mean, I know this is early days Ash, and he's still... He's not the Ash we know now, where it's kind of like, all right, he needs to know a little bit more strategy or whatever. But I still think it wouldn't hurt to have some better moves other than, like, a water gun. But then something fun happens. Team Rocket is... Well, actually, there's an explosion at the Pokemon Center. So they're like, oh my god, what's happening? Suddenly, we look up onto the roof, and who's there but Team Rocket. But they're in some fun costumes. <laughs> That's pretty good. We got uh, James cosplaying as Ash with his pants that are like flood pants because they're way too short, and his midriff shirt because his shirt's too short. And we've got Jesse as Duplica. Does James own a copy no, of Ash's clothes? That, I was just about to say this. Yes. So obviously they haven't just been stalking them. They've been stealing their laundry as well. They've been wearing their clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've becoming one with the twerps. He has a counterfeit Pokemon League hat ready to go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Anyway, so that they interrupt them. They steal Mini Dit when nobody's looking. You know, in the confusion, they steal it. Uh, but they don't try to steal any other Pokemon because... Jesse, this is a really smart moment, I think, from her, because she's she very smartly tries to explain when they made their getaway that they always are greedy when they go in to try to steal Pokemon. So inevitably they end up beaten. So this time they're not going to try for more than they can handle. They're not going to go after Pikachu or any of the other Pokemon in the Pokemon Center. They're just going to steal Minidit. Unfortunately, though, Meowth comes in with his big mouth and he starts suckering Jesse and James into some sort of ridiculous fantasy about like swindling some rich collectors out of their pokemon like he thinks that they're gonna take this mini ditto make it transform some rich person is gonna like come along with a dragonite and want to trade and so when they'll make the trade they'll steal mini ditto back and also have the dragonite or whatever hasn't this so, been done before have they yeah with the daycare type of thing yeah okay you know, just making sure Cassidy, yeah they're trying to emulate them i suppose I thought you would have liked this, Alex, because it's, you know, it's a predecessor to. What? The boss fantasies. I know. Okay. Okay. I, yes, I kind of got that flavor. I'm like, okay, here comes Meowth with his big ideas and his fantasies. All right. And it had the crayon drawing backgrounds that they sometimes yes. have. But you know how I feel. We've talked about this about Meowth before. It's like, you know, Jesse and James on their own are not that bad. But then you get Meowth coming in here with his ridiculous ideas. And that always ends up leading them astray. I feel like they would have got, well, I don't know. This was always kind of a risky plan because a miniature Pokemon is going to draw attention. Like this is, this is not let's go Pikachu or Eevee. There's not tiny and huge Pokemon yet. So <laughs> <That's> good point. <laughs> so yeah, they make their getaway. Duplica realizes that Mini Dit is missing and they're like, wow, no nobody else is missing, but just this Ditto, we got to find it. And so Nurse Joy runs up because apparently word travels within the span of five minutes They've set up in another town, like the next town over, as street merchants who have a mini Arbok in a cage. Even still, knowing this, they can't 100% piece together that this is necessarily Team Rocket. They're like, "That's true. this is suspicious. And the crazy thing about this is, is we know that there are other mini versions of Pokemon. Like, if the Wobafets in the previous episodes are not okay. why not then we know that in some rare cases there are miniature Pokemon. Good point, Jacob. Theory. The mini Wobbuffets were actually mini dit. <laughs> <laughs> Lulu was the Plika all along. That's right. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. She's all the crazy people in the towns we've met so far. This is her big coming out party. 
she's worse than Jigglypuff following them around. <laughs> yeah, so they're still not 100%. They're like, hmm, this is very suspicious. I'm not really certain about this. Let's continue to, to observe. It doesn't last long. Their, their cover's blown because Meowth jumps in and he starts to talk. You're right about Meowth. He fucks it up every time, I'm telling you. You just pay attention to Meowth. He's the one. He's the reason. He's the crutch to the group, definitely. So they get into a battle, and this is where Austin was mentioning before. This episode kind of goes hand in hand with the other one, because we got a, we got a Wobba Fett moment where we get an explanation, finally. This is the first time they've really differentiated, right, Austin, between the two? Yeah, I think so. With uh, the two attacks that Wobba Fett has, and that is not just counterattack, but there's also Mirror Coat. Counter is for physical moves, and Mirror Coat is for the special moves, or elemental moves, I guess. And I guess up until this point, Wobbuffet, like, every time Jesse's been calling out counter, I think it's it's fended off elemental moves before. So I guess Wobbuffet kind of is making its own judgments when it comes to that, right? Okay, I got so thrown for a loop during this whole bit. Okay, I think we need to talk about it. Okay, from what they were saying and from what they were indicating, it seemed to me like Duplica explained what counter and mirror code are. And then it seemed to me like she should be saying... Wobbuffet, your Wobbuffet has been deciding to counter or mirror coat when you tell it to counter this whole time. Mm-hmm. 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 Jesse looks at Wobbuffet and is like, oh, that's what you've been doing. But the dialogue instead, while they're talking about Wobbuffet and counter or mirror coat, Duplica randomly says, my mini dit was countering for you. Yes. And, and I was like, wait, what? Okay, so it wasn't just us. That they, that was wrong. I think I think they messed up the line. So she should have said mirror coat, right? Or like it's been doing its own thing. You've been yelling out, shouting out one attack or defense thing, but it's been knowing what to do the whole time. Right. Wobbuffet knew better than Jesse did. Okay. So, so Duplica was speaking to Jesse and explaining to Jesse that her Wobbuffet, Team Rocket's Wobbuffet, was being independent when it would choose itself. Like even though Jesse was saying counter, it would pick the right one depending on whatever move was coming at it. But Duplica messed up the line and said Mini Dit instead. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense because Mini Dit never became a Mini Wobbuffet. Right. But then they keep going and they're like, that's why Mini Dit was listening to Team Rocket. It was just waiting for us to come here. I'm like... It, it made no sense. They got really confused as to what they were talking about. Yeah, that, that was a major... Somebody majorly miswrote the line or misread the line. So every time it says Mini Dit, it should say Wobbuffet in that sequence? In that battle sequence. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So basically what Austin is trying to say is Wobbuffet was acting, you know, on its own every time up till now. But the minute, and I thought this was hilarious, really, because I thought the minute that we learn that as an audience is the minute that Wobbuffet now suddenly cannot decide. Right. He gets overwhelmed, it seems. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesse, now that she has the the knowledge, the meta-knowledge, she can't decide for it. So basically... Duplica and Ash, you know, they team up. You got Pikachu and then the two dittos turning into Pikachu and they do a triple thunder attack. And Jessie panics, freaks out. She's like, oh my God, which one is which again? And so Wobbuffet then becomes overwhelmed, can't decide to act unanimously on its own. And then they get blasted off again. Huh. That was the episode. Interesting. What, well, one final note is Duplica decides that she is going to only exclusively catch weird ditto with defects, so to speak. 
I wonder what other ditto, like what other dittos would fit into that category. Could you imagine what other what other effects could a ditto have? Uh, I imagine. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. It turns the color and pattern of the company or the Pokemon it's trying to copy, but it's still mushy. Like it still looks like Silliputty. So like you know, it's oh, purple ew. and it's mushy. It looks like a blob <laughs> version of the Pokemon. That's one. Oh, that's that's gross. Oh my god. I was gonna say like Jumbo. Gumbo. Gumby? Jumbo. Oh, what's Jumbo? Like, like bigger. It's, mini. it's like Big. a bigger version. Oh, oh, oh. Like the opposite of a mini dit. What if it like was inside out so the organs were <laughs> on the outside and the skin was <laughs> on the inside? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> It'd be like, please kill me now. <laughs> like Predator. Okay, predator came through there. Oh, Ew, here's a God. silly one. Its face becomes like the Pokemon's face, but the, it's still a ditto body. That's what I oh, said. Oh, so like the opposite of the... Yeah. Oh, is that what your idea was, Jacob? Yeah, mine was like, it's still there, but it's like a blob kind of thing. Oh, it's still I, the face. I thought you meant like it became like the silhouette. No, 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 no. it's still like no, pink no. material. No, okay. no, no. What else would be another one? I can't think of any more. Maybe it's like a shiny version always, but it's like the opposite, if that makes sense. Like the color pattern switched. Like maybe instead mm-hmm. of being like a Pikachu that's yellow with like brown stripe, it's like brown with yellow stripes. It's a colorblind ditto. Yeah, colorblind ditto. Yeah. <laughs> that would that'd be a good idea. I can't think of any other ones, really. Maybe ones that can't use the, like, moves. Like, it's the wrong moves. Like, if you copy a, like, a grass-type Pokemon, it, it can only use fire-type moves as a grass-type. Like, something weird. I don't know. Or maybe it gets, like, the parts of the body mixed up, kind of like what Austin was saying. But instead of, like, organs being outside, like, it's leg. Like, if it's a Pokemon with arms and legs, like, the legs are where the arms are, and the arms are where the this legs are. This is, like, some... <laughs> body horror insanity like this is creepy and its nose is like above its butt so every time it farts it just smells like right at it oh my god the possibilities are endless yeah have you all seen the beta gold and silver ditto evolution yeah it's horrifying show it to me me. i think you've showed it to us before but i can't remember oh (laughs) that's so bad that's not a real thing not the greatest design no that's not real is is it this that's is real. real. Yeah. No. That's awful. It's from a beta. It was not officially published, but it, it looks you know, like it real. One of those like worm things that has like all the teeth in a circle, but it looks like a bunch of the teeth got knocked out. Apparently it's a normal steel type. That's so weird. I don't know what they were thinking. This was somebody's late night, like they were tripping on LSD or something. Like I don't This would be like one if you threw it in like toxic waste and you pulled it out of it. I could see that being like a thing. Well, it kind of lends itself more to the whole theory of, like, Ditto being failed clones of Mew. So this one is, like, a mutated version of that. Like, it's a Chimera-looking thing. Oh, God. Stop. Every time you say the word Chimera, I always, always think of Full Metal Alchemist. I do, too. RMBB, LBP, in quote. <laughs> All right. Is that little girl. Enough of that. Yeah, that's for another day. Brother, it hurts. Stop. Oh, God. Austin, you're first, followed by me and then Alex. I got an MVP, LVP double. It's Duplica for pointing out to Jesse how mirror coat and counter work. But she also gets LVP for, like, fucking up the delivery of the lines. <laughs> she matches her di- dittos. Like, nothing's right. You know what I mean? She's just that. And speaking of which, I'm going to give my quote to the really good one from Misty, where she says, Boy, Duplica, you really catch the weirdest, wackiest, most abnormal Pokemon ever. Oh, my God. It sends Duplica into a tailspin, and Brock is like, oh, my God, Misty. He has to, like, pull her aside and, like, whisper in her ear that she just made a faux pas. But also, she's not wrong. No, No. she's not wrong. 
All right, I'm gonna give my MVP to to Mini Dit, kind of for just being cute. Like, I don't think that's a. It's obviously like I guess a deformity for Dittos, but I mean, I would love to have that thing around the house. You know, just turn into mini little versions of something. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. I could use a little mini vacuum. You know, clean up my fridge. That'd be so convenient for cleaning up like molding and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I think we just came with a million dollar idea. Well, we got to invent it first. We buy a bunch of okay, dittos. Okay, we just need to do some genetic engineering and make a ditto, yep. Yeah, maybe it looks like this one that you sent us in the chat, the beta gold one. Uh, then my LVP... It kind of looks like a used condom, okay. Oh my god, enough of that. It's staring at me. <laughs> the tip, the tip's a little off there. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that spike would feel good. Well, I think it's, oh the, it's the part of the condom that catches... Okay, all right. That's... I know, I never, right. had a, I never had a spike there. Thanks uh, for the visual. <laughs> try out Trojan spikes. <laughs> Want to fill a it's stain? It's a bit too pointy. <laughs> Want to fill is, that where, is that where Red Spikes gets his nickname from? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the spiky condoms. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> here it goes. Uh, Trojan spikes. Get to the point. There we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> this episode not brought to you by Trojan. Yep. Let me go. My uh, LVP is <laughs> crap. Who was it? I was had one, and then we started talking about the Trojan thing. Uh, Austin, it's your fault. Sorry. Um, crap. Who was it? Uh, I'm going to give it to... Du- no, you already gave it to Duplica. I'm going to give it to um, the mini Why Nots, I guess, from the previous episode. What? <laughs> that I don't was know. such a reach. <laughs> I can't think of anything for... <laughs> For uh, desensitizing people to mini Pokemon, because I felt bad for that mini Arbok this episode. All right, we'll allow it, I guess. And my quote comes from our uh, Dua Lipa. I've always told myself never have a plan B. I feel like that's also one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing now, because I just never really rested until I got here. Wait, what is that from? Oh, God, that's one of her songs. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Damn it, Jacob. <laughs> I was, like, searching my mind. I was like, when did that ever happen in the show? What the fuck? Oh, my God. Austin, can you delete... Sorry, can you delete this thing? Yes. it's, like, really distracting me from the condom thing. I'm going to get a plushie this thing commissioned. And <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> get a mini version of it. <laughs> you guys are... You guys are so... <laughs> such boys i swear to god the spike just kills me godly listeners please google this fucking thing (laughs) yeah we can't describe it it's beyond the words like you have to just or don't you know spare yourself don't google it god okay mvp i don't fuck okay um i don't even know oh my gosh i thought you'd have your lvp easily picked out my lvp that's right Uh, meowth i'm trying to help what? Just tell me. Help me. Help yeah, me. Yeah, I thought that'd be your LVP. Oh, because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. I. Oh, man. All right. It was that. It's that ditto thing. I, I got all distracted, too. Yeah. Meowth for leading them astray with his bad ideas that never work. And my MVP is going to be Onyx because it showed up and I love it. All Onyx has to do is exist. And you're like, yep. yay. Yeah. He's my fave. Onyx should be pulled out a lot more. Because remember that one where they were trying to climb up that wall and uh, the the ropes of the ladder just collapsed and they died almost? Yeah. If Onyx was there, there'd been no point. So we're not very resourceful when it comes to using Pokemon. I don't want Brock to be whipping out his Onyx too much. <laughs> yeah, it's always rock hard. No, I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> Rocco Brocco. That's Rocco, what they don't Brocco. call him Rocco Brocco for nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, my quote is 
from Meowth at the end when he's like, mirror coat doesn't sound like a Pokemon attack. It sounds like something you'd rub on a sports car. That was good. That was a good one. You got to rub the mirror coat on the Wobbuffet. Make it shiny. Ooh, greasing up your Wobbuffet. <laughs> that should have been the Wobbuffet Festival. You know those people have like, oh my God, oh my God. Like they just grease up their Wobbuffets and then do like a mud wrestling competition with their Wobbuffets. Mm-hmm. So next week, Austin. I would want one of those. Like, I think my Halloween costume is going to be the Ditto, that the Beta Ditto. I think I'm going to make that like a sheet. Just That's going to be your Halloween costume. Yeah. You know what? Okay, I just take offense to this. Austin's the one that brings up the sexual like condom Ditto thing, and then like me and Jacob are like, hmm, greasy Wobbuffets, and then your face is like you're scandalized. You can't believe we're talking about it. How could you? This you need to your use your Ditto as a condom, like a normal person. <laughs> ah. Not going to make a mini dit joke. You can continue, Austin. Or do make a mini-dit joke. So next week, <laughs> we have some more returning characters oh with The Trouble with Snubble and Ariados, amigos. Okay, The Trouble with Snubble. Okay, I almost watched that this week by accident, but glad I didn't. You always miss out on the Snubble episodes. Yeah, I Every know. Every time Snubble shows up, Jacob's not there. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> he is going to be there next week, so. Yep. We'll see. Yep. Does that wrap us up? <laughs> Sorry. Does that wrap us up? I didn't mean to make a joke again there. Uh, Jacob! I didn't even catch it until you pointed it out. um... I'm proud of myself. I caught that immediately. (laughs) Uh, Does that wrap it up here? Um, Is that the episode title? Wrap it up. (laughs) There we go. Wrap it up, boys. Anybody thoughts before I close this out here? God, no. Okay. God, no. Okay, Austin? I gotta go grease my Wobbuffet. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Austin's gotta go grease his Wobbuffet. Whatever. All right. We just <laughs> grease his Wobbuffet. <laughs> Wobbuffets yeah. are blue, and I'm not gonna take it farther than that. <laughs> I didn't think about that either. <laughs> Ooh, we've lost it. Yep, I'm trying to... All right. Officially thank you all. Thank it. you all so much for listening. If you made it at this point, thank you. Thank you we again. We are E for explicit. <laughs> That's right. If you have any questions or comments for the show, first leave us a five-star rating, and then you can send those to uh, outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, <laughs> that is outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. We have an X uh, account, and the handle is outofdrawingpan. Uh, again, that is outofdrawingpan. No, no, Twitter, 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 Twitter. Um, we also have a Patreon that you can uh, find out about. That will be in the link in the description of the podcast. And finally, or I think it's finally, uh, we have an Instagram account that Alex uh, momentarily or kind of continuously posts stuff to. That's cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you all for listening again, and join us next time as this journey continues. Bye.